0: Octavia Butler was so influential in the science fiction community, both as one of the earliest of the African-American writers, but also because of the power of her imagination and the depth of her characters. I think the point about time travel is that
1: it escaped science fiction. It became a literary device. And I think the person who did that first and most effectively uh, was Octavia Butler in Kindred.
0: Kindred tells a story of a woman who is repeatedly pulled back in time to the Maryland plantation of her ancestors. Early on, she learns that her mission is to save the life of the white man who will rape her great-grandmother. If she doesn't save him, she herself will cease to exist. This grim dilemma forces Dana to confront the ongoing trauma of slavery and sexual violence against black women. That was crucially a time-travel story, and there's not a shred of science fiction in it.
2: The Bruz Bookshelf presents to you Octavia Butler's critically acclaimed novel, Kendrick. Give it up. Imagine if you could go back and actually talk to the motherfuckers
3: that at you. I mean, the first motherfuckers that came in a slave. Welcome to another podcast of The Bruz Bookshelf. I am the co-host, Donovan Snipe, with our host, Lennon Givens. What's up? His beautiful wife, Dr. Teresa Givens. Hello. And the sultry voice of Dr. Harvey Hinton III.
1: Welcome, everyone.
3: (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well,
2: we're going to start off like we do all our podcast episodes and start with the picker of the book. The picker. Teresa, you selected the book. Yeah, I'm the
0: picker. (laughs) Could you tell
2: us why you selected this book?
0: I chose this book because it was actually slated quite a while ago to be the next book because that was a package where I gave you all a choice of someone that you knew and someone that you didn't. And that's when we went with Where the Crawdads Sing and that book was amazing. This book, not so much.
3: Ooh, not Ooh. so much. Not, not so much. much. Mm. <laughs> I want to hear. Well, Anyhow, <laughs> so many more
2: people reason. can have so many different personalities. They read the same thing, experience the same thing, and come out with total different point of views. Look at Kenosha. To, to me, I thought this was probably one of the most amazing storylines that I've ever read. And so that's what I thought about the book. What we'll say you Harvey?
1: dog, you know you you hit me with that energy, and <laughs> I, I wouldn't say the way Teresa said it i was this is the third book we've read um from Octavia Butler, but this would be the first one that she wrote. No, not at all this would this would, this wasn't the first one
0: It seems like it doesn't have
1: it's o- it's older than the first two that we read. It's older the first you know, two
2: that we read. Parable of the Sower and Parable of the Talents. Parable of the Talents was the last book where she transitioned.
1: Okay, right. So I'm thinking this was this was right. done in like 76. Like it's an old story, and I I think for its time, I could definitely see how it was you know got people's attention. I liked how the story developed, but uh yeah, let's talk about it some more. I, you were telling me how good it was, <laughs> and I was just like. Eh. Okay, then.
3: <laughs> I think I was just left with, like, a lot of questions with this book, really. Like, I didn't get to what was driving. The writing was still okay. Don't get me wrong. I still enjoy Octavia's style. Mm. But I don't know. Like, there's no purpose, really, for what happened in this story. That, I think that's that's what I'm, like, left with. Like, I still don't get anything And other than the greater question is, is it best to sacrifice yourself for the greater good of others? Like, that's kind of like the only question I was left with, because...
0: And that's what I felt in the beginning. But then Mm -hmm. at the end, it was basically saying that nothing would have changed. And so I'm like, what was the point?
1: Yes. I felt like that feeling you get when you get off that big ass roller coaster and you're like, wow. But to write back where you started from, it was like <laughs> it's like, yeah, I didn't go nowhere with this. I thought it was dope
2: for, num- number one, it was written in 1976, and it took me back to a place on how life was in 1976. How... The baby boomers were speaking as if they were so far ahead of their parents.
3: By the 70s, black culture and talent was available for consumption more than ever, giving the community more power. Black people weren't just 75% of the NBA and over 30% of the NFL in the 70s. They were increasingly popping up on TV and in the movies. Popular TV shows included Good Time, Sanford and Son, Fat Albert, That's My Mama, and Soul Train.
2: And they was like, you know, it's a different it's a different world, different lifestyle. It's just funny to me how they sound the same way we sound. And this was in nineteen seventy-six. They were saying, you know,
1: the
0: world is a different place.
1: Yeah, but they uh, were so less informed. And I think that was that was apparent in the story.
0: I'm confused, Lennon. What are you talking about? Oh, Who t- was talking? I mean it was like two characters. What are you, who was talking?
2: Dana and Kevin, when they were talking to each other, they were saying that, you know, it's 1976. Things are different now from our parents. When they were talking about how the family gave them pushback on them dating because it was an interracial relationship. Let me ask you a question, Dr. Umar. Are you totally against interracial relationships? I am totally against it,
1: and I want to make sure you understand why. Mm-hmm. It's not because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cut it out, Emmy. Oh, that was still a century later from from slavery. That's still mm-hmm. several several generations removed. Yeah, but, but the, it was but also it was still... also
2: one generation or one decade from the Civil Rights Act.
1: Yeah, so it I mean, was just
2: a decade ago at that time when when they were talking about that and how fast they thought America has and how far they thought America right. had had gone. Oh. So I thought right. that was interesting. And I also thought the storyline was interesting because I didn't know Kevin and her partner was a white man until it weighed through and then made it interesting because when she was going back, he was able to see what and feel what her experience through first well, well, person.
1: Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's go back. Let's rewind for a second. Um... We're talking about a story where a person, how would you describe her, Teresa? Does she transpose time? Does she trans, what does she do? I how don't. does she go back in time? She's, she some way she finds herself back in time, right?
3: This line represents time. Here's the present, 1985, the future, and the past. Prior to this point in time, Somewhere in the past, the timeline skewed into this tangent, creating an alternate 1985. Alternate to you, me, and Einstein, but reality for everyone else. Mm-hmm.
2: She, has yeah. the, she teleports.
1: These, she teleports, Correction. right? Yes. And her trigger for teleportation is when this young white boy is about to die in the 1800s. Rufus. Rufus.
2: He her calls ancestor, for her, or, or he sends for her, or she she teleports there, and her mission is to save him and keep him alive,
3: so she can exist. A force pulls them together whenever he's in danger. More and
1: the only reason why she she comes to that is because she's been doing some genealogical research, and she recognized the name, so she has the wherewithal to notice she's interacting with her ancestor. So she can't fuck with it because. She- she understands the Martin McFly type shit from Back to the Future that she can't like alter the alter the shit the wrong way, but she's <laughs> she's she's being teleported because Rufus, this young white boy, when he gets a near-death situation, when he's hurt, he can summon her from nineteen seventy six to eighteen fifteen. <laughs> shit is crazy. But
3: this is the thing, like <laughs> you
1: say that Martin McFly thing, but like
3: what a curse on that same vein of Marty McFly and Quantum Leap maybe she's there to make sure he dies like because like with the Marty McFly thing like you can't you can't kill your grandparent you can't go back to kill your grandparents because it stops you from being born and therefore it stops you from existing existing and it causes the paradox but contrast with her she goes back to time to save him maybe she ain't supposed to be here and maybe he ain't supposed to be here maybe that's the, the whole, whole point one.
0: It's a whole bunch of maybes for no reason at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a
1: fantasy. <laughs> it's just for
0: absolutely no reason at all. It, and I, I don't, I don't know. I, I was, I was disappointed because I mm-hmm. loved the books that we read: the Parable of the Sower, the Parable of the Talents. Amazing books. And I guess I expected an amazing story, but this was very disjointed and forced to me. And as I read it, I was going, what? And then I, you know, and Lenny was just, oh, it's amazing. Did you read the book? Did you read? It's amazing. And so I keep reading for the amazing part and I never got there. So
1: I was let down quite a bit. Yeah. It's like she got better as a writer over time.
3: I can say the drama was amazing. Like. The tension was amazing. But yeah, like... it was the suspense. It was never
1: God, a, God, a, a God, damn it was
2: really? never a dull moment.
0: It like, was a lot of dull moments, not to me.
1: Mm. Like mm. even with the
2: characters, the characters was, dope. I like how she wrote in the mute
0: Carrie. Carrie?
2: Yeah, I uh I just like all the characters and you could see how the structure of racism and I know we talked about this in the uh last podcast but even the effects that it had on margaret
3: all viewpoint because it is a virtue without alternatives indeed they cannot be less than virtuous since it is a fact that their men are noted for their preference for colored girls they are virtuous to be sure they have no other choice they are women unfulfilled since their husbands and possible lovers prefer the dusky charms of the plantation wenches the fillies the show as they call them these young colored girls bursting with lusty youth whom they enjoy so lecherously. Oh. Oh.
2: Oh. <gasps> Margaret was Margaret was made to be the old bitter white woman who took out her power and her anger on the powerless.
0: Oh, uh, so I think what you're saying is also the part that gave me pause because there were a lot of stereotypical characters in the book that I was like, oh, here it is again, same thing. And Margaret was just that person. She wasn't amazing. She wasn't new. She wasn't anything that came out of anybody's imagination. She was the poor white trash that turned into the bail of the ball, so she decided that she was going to shit on everybody else, because that's where she came from, and she wanted to prove that she could be a lady when she really was.
3: How is it possible to write such films? Propaganda. Political propaganda. What can they know about Negroes and negresses? these landless louts in Boston and Philadelphia? God in heaven, that they should insult our
0: men, our husbands in this way. Shame.
3: I think Trash. it was different. She I think wasn't was,
2: quiet. I think, I think it was more it was layered than that. that. It was I think it that. was more layered than that. I think it was that also with the well, with the idea of she's looking at all these slave people that her husband has made babies with that looks just like her son Rufus.
3: Isn't it remarkable the longer they stay among us, the lighter they
2: get? Yet their mentality, sensitivity and intelligence remain that of the brute animal.
3: It's really true. Yes, it seems to me that each generation gets lighter.
1: I know in our place we keep having cubs with rosy skins. My husband says it's because of, uh, symbiosis. That's the scientific term, symbiosis. Like those animals who take on the color of the background in which they live. Your husband's absolutely right. It's true.
3: Quite correct, my dear. Look at Scipio. He's left-handed like my brother. And see, Jason, my husband brought him up from childhood and now, isn't it remarkable? He shows some of my husband's blondness.
1: Extraordinary. Truly, nature is bizarre.
2: She knows what he's doing with these women and she can't say anything. So that's why, and she has, she has sexual desires that she can't play out like he can so
3: freely.
0: Which again... The same story over and over.
1: I mean, that's on every plantation. Yeah, yeah that's the yeah, just, story.
3: That whole feeling of inadequacy, I think, that white women get. Like she was inadequate even to like satisfy just like the needs of her son. Like she can't even save her son's life, and she saw that. That's why, like that one part when she was reading to her, she was like, "Well, let me just talk over this black woman because first of all, why is this slave reading? Why why is this nigga reading? First of all,
0: yeah, but that's how they all felt about us because they didn't want us. They wanted to keep it where we were animals. And if they saw that we were smart and could read, then they have to have some type of conscience saying, oh, that's a person.
1: Don't you all think it might be wiser not to speak too frankly in front of them? Don't worry. They understand about as much of white folks talk as the
3: furniture does.
0: So it's still the same story. And with Margaret, she, I mean, Tom wasn't even... I know everybody's about to say, but anyway, Tom wasn't even that bad. I mean, Tom, in this in the whole scheme of slave masters, he would have been like a Florida slave master, not a deep Louisiana. South. Well, he wasn't deep South. He was Maryland. So, yeah. you know, he even with that, it, Tom Whalen had, had a code. Tom, Tom exactly. Didn't Tom, have a Tom code, had a code. Probably,
2: he was probably one of the ones that you didn't want to work for
0: yeah but i mean tom had had a code and they said it several times he wasn't even he was not a micromanager he He did exactly what yeah he did the code he kept everybody in line with the fear of you know what's gonna happen to you so well
1: well and it's it's interesting because the discipline that's talked about in this story which is played out in many slave narratives but even even though this is fiction when she goes back to this plantation there's the 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 fear of being beaten on the plantation. There's the fear of being beaten from running away, from being captured. Then there's the fear from being sold and having your family separated. Mm-hmm. And that's what Tom Wellington was a real beast at. It wasn't so much always the physical. I mean, he would beat the hell out of his people. And he'd beat them bad, like tie them up and shit. Like the idea to tie you up to a... Tree stomp and whoop you, you can't move, you know. But that was that was horrifying. But they were more afraid of, you know, being sold, being separated, being yeah, separated because then, because then but, your relationships um, are
3: are in danger of being broken. Like uh-huh. it's one thing to be like put, put in a traumatic experience together, right? Like we're all together in this thing, but then couple that with like the separation. Like that's an, like that's a that's another type of trauma. Um, that. That so many, so many black people went through during that time, that coupled with like the trauma of like infant mortality, because I was looking at something on the 1619 Project and how like black women were just pretty much, once you are of age to get pregnant, you pretty much were going to be pregnant for most, most of your life. You're 24, you you, you
1: ain't got no kids. She must be
3: barren. Must be. (laughs) Yeah. So like to to think that you have to like, you might, you might be, be pregnant 20 times, right? And other twenty, you might get to give birth to about ten, a nine of them, and then out of that nine to ten, you might get to see two or three actually grow up because some of them are going to die as children or as babies, and then the rest of them are going to get sold off. And then that's just what you got to deal with. So, like, I think I think Octavia did get left with a good what? job at capturing like the trauma of that time and how traumatic that time was. Like, even with like her boyfriend, mm-hmm. like because. It was traumatic for everybody involved. Did not just did not just for the black people, but it's definitely traumatic for white folks because, like that whole process that they had to go through, they they also had to become inhuman and like something else. And it's a
1: huge dehumanizing process. She
3: kind of like she explained it like when like when that t- when she had left and she had been gone from him for so long, and then she came back to him, and he had like just aged like ten years, even though it had been five years, because the racism and crazy white people was just so intense that like. Well, a regular good person just couldn't take it.
1: Donovan, let me step out for a second from what you're talking about and to how you just explained it. So she's teleporting back and forth numerous times in this story. It's not just one occasion. And starts off, she doesn't know why she's teleporting. And then she's figuring out why. And she's able to bring her husband along with her. And when they teleport into this other time, she's able to show up. What the same age each time she can bring stuff back with her? Um, so she she learned to bring a little survival bag (laughs) with her, yeah. Um, I thought that was interesting, if not fascinating, the way Octavia Butler would bring her back and forth and how she brought in the different layers of characters and how these characters learned to accept that she kind of just showed up out of nowhere. And so it was like they they. They got hip to the fact that she wasn't like them, but yet she had to be like them. I thought all that was kind of cool.
3: Yeah. And how they also kind of recognize her importance because like, even to her, only like a few minutes had gone by, like she went back like four times, three or four times. But like Mm -hmm. every time she went back, it was a different stage for them. And like, you know, the first time, okay, you saved my son from drowning. Okay. And then you, you know, you dress like a man and you disappear (laughs) when I try to kill you. All right. That's, that's fucking weird. Now a few years later, you're back again, and it's like you the same age, and you still got them same clothes on. This is you still,
2: odd. you still got them fresh rooms from when my daddy beat you. Exactly. That can't be real. That first yeah.
1: time, I ain't know they was white. I didn't. I just, I just assumed. I don't know what I was thinking that first time. Who, she, who
3: didn't you think was white?
1: The the first the when first, he was drowning when he was drowning. Yeah. Really, yeah, when Rufus was drowning the first time, and and the mother. She's interacting. That's Margaret, right? She's interacting yeah. with Margaret. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know at that moment.
2: Yeah. And when yeah, the, the story kind of developed, gun, and it wasn't like uh, yeah. very, very obvious uh, hmm. how some bad storytelling.
1: I mean, hell, it starts off with her arm being separated. Right. Like, oh yeah, because it starts at the end. It starts That's at the end. Yeah, but yeah. it start. It starts it, off. It
0: begins with, with the end. Yes.
3: Yeah. It, which was never explained either.
0: Exactly. Another because reason it, why the, I was yeah,
2: like, yeah, none of this, I think it. I think that was left to the reader's interpretation. It's trash.
3: Yeah, that, that <laughs> was trash. <laughs> yeah, Teresa, pray it on. <laughs> I think we are a part of our
2: past, and our past can traumatically alter our future. So, you know how they say that we have trauma from slavery?
1: Dog, you being deep right now, dog. Go yeah,
2: ahead. I think and her that trauma is a representation her of trauma that we're dealing with in today back from the past. So,
0: so we it, can't it, use our arm.
2: So it totally, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was totally debilitating to totally her. She, she lost her arm, got trapped in the past.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So, she was trying, so
0: she's holding on to her past. Or is her past holding on to her arm? Either or. No, it's, it's she a, don't it's, have an arm.
1: Oh yeah. And I was waiting the whole time to hear this story about a one arm woman. Right, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I
0: was. I I thought that you know, some way, (laughs) somehow, (laughs) we were going to get to how that happened. But uh, (laughs) I think I I don't remember how I felt when she was saving Rufus the first time about race, or but I don't know. I think Lenny mentioned this earlier, but when all that time she talked about Kevin. When she eventually said that he was white, I was like,
3: Why is it mm? I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was brilliant that she did that because like there are so many white people that think they are so far removed from that and that think that they're not a part of that, right? Like
0: uh-huh.
3: they 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 believe like that's something's far and separate away, but it's like, no, that's 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 part of your foundation, right? And it's not pretty. It's not nice. It's not humane. It's not none of the stuff that America says that it is. And that's something white people should deal with. And that's not to say that like their current state isn't all of those things. Right. But like the not, it's like they get kind of like a, an opportunity kind of denied and being some type of uh I don't know. Fantasy like world. It's, di-
0: it's distant from them. They, yes. they have They yes. put, put up a wall between that time and where they are now, because they're saying, you know, I had nothing to do with that, but I did think it was interesting. And that that was probably the only depth that she brought into the story for me, because we had to pick that apart and see what was happening But let's not forget that Kevin, when he first got, well, actually, when she first started, he was like, eh, okay, I believe you, but not really. And then when he experienced it on the third time when she went, he still didn't think it was that bad.
2: Hold on. Now, Kevin knew that she teleported because she, she left and came, she she disappeared he, and right. reappeared with her clothes wet.
0: But he just no, said that he, he couldn't, he, but, but yeah. he couldn't, He uh, but he still had a doubt with the things that she was saying. He was like, I saw you do that, mm-hmm. but there what has to be to an explanation. Tell ex- me you went back. It has to be an explanation.
3: Yeah. Which yeah. I, I, I thought it was cool,
1: 3,000
0: miles away
2: from here. Because right. that, that goes that was, to that
3: whole sentiment that nobody believes black women no matter mm-hmm. what. Like, that's the thing. Like, you can ask black women around this country and black women all say nobody listens to black women. They don't. And, and that's just like an illustration. Yeah, like, they don't. You saw her, dis- you just saw her disappear and she just told you where she came from. <laughs> Why don't and you want to believe back with wet, tattered clothes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and she's giving you the story of what her experience and you don't believe it. Well, that's I didn't Teresa even disappear. see that part. Yeah. yeah. I, Teresa
2: I... disappeared and reappeared <laughs> Mm-hmm. like moments later and she could have told me she was in was the lake Mars and I believe her because I just saw you disappear real yeah, real. because
0: exactly. he just read it in this book and that's third party affirmation but if I had just said it out of my mouth he wouldn't even if I saw you disappear absolutely it's a thing lady I've, I've,
3: I've been observing and I've been asking black women around the country like the same question I was like do anybody believe listen to black women like no and, then, and, absolutely they, they just, not. and they just go through that example it's like wow and, it's like a real thing
0: And you brought it up, and I didn't see it, but that is true. But then, who do they turn to to fix everything? Black woman. woman. Exactly. So, it's quite an oxymoron in itself. And I guess she did point that out, too, Donovan, because I felt like Dana was just as toxic as Rufus.
1: Dana wasn't that
0: smart. You know, I didn't even try to put on her intelligence. I just was like, I felt she was emotional and... Just she wanted to pick apart everything. And I was like, girl, nobody has time for this. We're trying to survive. And you out here talking about stupid, silly stuff. You're going to get us all killed. Like what? Well, number one, being stuck on stupid about that whole little child play thing. Children mimic what they see. For example, in the pre-K classroom, my school the children were doing what children do because you get children to role play, to teach them. And they're, as they're role playing, they're like, okay, I'm going to be the mama. You're going to be the daddy. You're the kids. And we're going to all play. And the next thing I hear is, oh, I'm the daddy, so you got to take your gown off that's you got to take your gown off that's what they see so that's what they mimic it's not (laughs) a big deal you correct it when it's happening that's what i tell you all the time about child rearing when they're doing things you don't overreact you just have a conversation and you say you know maybe and talk to people but she wants to be crazy next thing she would have probably been doing is snatching the kids and, and running off talking about you free we free because she was doing too much and that's the
1: thing i think i think octavia butler is was genius for writing this story but that character was not smart to me like that character didn't know what was happening to teresa's point the character the shock and awe not understanding like that it just made the seventies seventies look like a dumb era to me. I was like this could <laughs> like, be give me
3: an example, Harvey. Well like, and Teresa, what you said, also going off what you said, you gotta understand everything is normal to children until they understand that it's not right anything. Like Absolutely so if everybody in my neighborhood and family and everybody I grew up, it's just the mamas and ain't, ain't nobody got no daddy. Then this is not an odd thing for me. Until I find out, oh, maybe this isn't how everybody yeah,
0: everybody doesn't like this. But you know, and that's why in therapy they have play therapy. They bring the children in the room. They sit them down. They give them dolls, and and they watch how they play. And their play tells you what they feel about their lives and mm-hmm. how. Dare Dana think that these children aren't supposed to play this game because that's what they see, and yeah. it's also how they internalize their own trauma.
2: That's their normal. It's kind of like when you're woke and you're super sensitive, and then you become unreasonable. I mean, and Dana, I think, Dana I think was that's what, that's what Teresa
0: is explaining. Dana
3: was yeah. unreasonable. Uh, let's not use woke in a pejorative because what is the opposite of being awake?
0: Can we, we? should probably come up with another word because, like oh, you woke? said, um, yeah, like Donovan, mm-hmm. you the opposite of woke is asleep. So I don't want to be asleep. But Mm-mm. the the whole idea of when people are quote unquote woke. Let's uh, say
2: alert, because when you're alert, you're sensitive. You're,
0: no, you're a, little no, bit, you're a little bit alert. Woke. Alert is where I live. Always okay. alert. I don't know. We'll table that and come up with something because most of the time I feel like the people that I'm thinking they not only believe things they believe things that aren't true like to the extreme Gotcha. They, they still have a version of
3: Santa Claus now. I think I, think I don't they like they doing that kind of either because don't like use "hotep" as a pejorative term. either because that is an ancient term for peace, love, yeah. wisdom, and I know, understanding that I our people. I'm thinking came that's up what
2: with. people are them now.
3: Yeah, I don't I fuck all of no, that. So we don't, like don't, don't use it as a pejorative,
2: Harvey. We
0: we, hmm. we need we, to we, find we, another yeah. word for don't because we're doing that. Okay, don't because there's a there's
3: an energy and a propaganda to make these terms pejoratives. And they're not
0: supposed to be, yeah, because they're they are on the outside of Mm -hmm. what what it started out to be. They they kind of took it and turned it into something else. Yeah, but I think that um I don't know, Mm -hmm. I think that when I was talking about Kevin earlier, he seemed to be more of a voice of reason when he was actually with Dana, and he allowed her to be able to do some things that she would not have been able to do, and Dana was living in a privileged state and she always acted like she wasn't and it was I think that's what used to piss Tom and Rufus off so much is that you know she always walking around. was
2: living in a state of slavery and she was a free woman So yeah, she and, could, and I think that's why they wrote her like that to her. yeah I think um, that like, on, I think, you think they wrote her like
3: Exactly. I think they wrote her like that to be like she is like the epitome of like a free black woman. Like she's really like twenty first century black woman. Like I don't know nothing about this racism shit. Like that's That's how she was living her life, and that's how I live my uh, life
0: right now. If I (laughs) get kidnapped tomorrow, (laughs) I'm gonna shut the fuck up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Harvey, Harvey, that that was a talking point. You said
1: that's what I was going to explain. You asked me give me some examples, and I was. I was I was thinking of it, but it was it was that whole point of just her not her not understanding what slavery was. So, like, you know how Parable of the Sword was like later on, we saw uh, what was the movie? Uh, Walking Dead Hmm. with this movie, with this story, rather, did y'all see Sankofa, the movie Sankofa? Yes, I did not. It was a similar premise, though, right? Yeah, it was you the right. This woman in Sankofa, she's over. She's been a model, and she's over on the west coast of Africa, and she's in a photo shoot, and she's fucking around with the, the slave castles, and mm-hmm. she gets wrapped up in this thing where she gets taken back into the middle passage. Yes, and and she's yes. she has to relive the life as, as a slave. Yeah, she looks. She knows immediately what the fuck going on. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not. It's not like. <laughs> yeah. She just like she no was thing, just like, I no gotta no find a way to, to get know, out.
2: Yeah. To immediately know what's going on. But there's another mm-hmm. thing to comply and assimilate.
3: Correct. But she immediately assimilate the thing? Well, she, well, she was kind of in shock because she was first church in st Kofa. she was trying to figure out like, well, wait a minute, I was just on the beach in this old slave castle, popping my pussy by the water, and now an actual slave, and it's eighteen something, and I'm on this boat. This can, I must have lost my mind because I can't possibly be back then. Because if I'm back then, it's not going to be cool. And then she realized it's not cool, and then she goes through the whole surviving the boat ride, mm-hmm. getting on the shores, getting sold, being on the plantation. Being in she went through the whole. She went through the whole thing. Experience. She went through the whole thing. Uh, Sankofa is deep.
1: But it ain't, it ain't it funny no doubt how it's the same.
3: Yeah, it's the same premise. But she was like, but she knew what the fuck was going on when she first got it. That's why she was like, oh, hold up. She's Dana, on the other hand, deep. was like, wait a minute. We <laughs> shouldn't be acting like this, y'all. We're not animals. Right. Yeah, We're she's free. She yeah. was trying
0: to get everybody killed. She was trying to get everybody killed. And, you know, even Carrie, who couldn't talk, was like, look here.
3: Bitch, <laughs> shut the fuck up.
0: Let me show you something. You know, it was I think that um you know so then we talked about when kevin was trying to get her to go somewhere and she was stuck on the kids and i think that he was trying to get her to focus on the things that are important and that's what i kept thinking like dana focus on the things that are important if you want to make a change then eat some crow and learn how to get into the system and see, maybe you can write a wheel or something, freeing all these slaves and getting something done for real. It was like, what was her purpose? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I'm, I I'm going to ta- have to take a page out of Harvey's book on this one. Because <laughs> when we were talking about Donovan, did he not say, well, what she, she lived 400 years and what did she do? What did she do? Well, <laughs> what did Dana do?
1: Hey, I I, I, I get it. I, she lost how how did
0: she leave them any better than they were? She
3: did. No, she, she just made sure that... She, listen, no, the no, See, you're looking for the wrong thing. That's she why you're not satisfied. Right? See, Dana was, Dana, she, Dana she, only she made sure... So, no, listen. Dana only made sure she was keeping herself alive. You got to keep too. that in mind. That's the whole premise of the story. She was keeping this little crazy-ass, miserable, good-for-nothing asshole alive so that she can stay alive. That's the only reason why she was keeping him alive. Otherwise, he he would be going to hell. Right. And so I'm looking at her like I
0: look at Deion Sanders because she was saying something else out of her mouth.
3: (laughs) Well, this is the thing. Octavia is asking this question. That's the question I asked at the beginning of the show. Is it better to sacrifice yourself for the greater good of everybody or to do some horrible shit or let horrible shit happen so that you can survive and be the one who comes around.
1: But, did she, but to your question, she wouldn't have survived.
3: She survived. I mean, well, she wouldn't survive, but those other people would have survived. She could have got, she could have made a lot of stuff happen wrong for Rufus I mean, they, and they, the rest of that family. they said that
1: by, by her keeping Rufus alive, it kept them from being sold off at one point in time. And you she know? said
0: that that's what she was. And that's why. And that's the whole time she was arguing with Kevin. And Kevin was like, why do you have to keep going back? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And she was, oh, because I have to. And you don't know them like I know them. And I have to save them because it's worse if they get sold. So I'm going to go there and I'm going to make sure everybody's okay. And as soon as it, she had to pay the price, she was mm-hmm. like, "Not nah, fuck this. And she stabbed
1: Rufus. And that's the thing. So it's like, what was, that's what I thought was interesting. It's like, she, she, she didn't have a choice that she never admitted to. You know what I mean?
2: Hey, listen, did y'all ever think about this? What's up? She was already living in seven in 1976. What about her? What kind of choice did she make where it compromised her existence, where she had to go back? and and rescue her existence and try to preserve her existence was it the fact that she married a white man and so now the forces of the universe sent their ass back to earn her the to earn her right to live because she married a white man
1: nah man nah man god is a black woman man and every time girl. rufus was getting fucked up he was calling out to god and dana showed up that's just the way it is mm-hmm. She had no control over you why Dana? Yeah, why no at that time in her life, away. at that what,
3: point what? in history.
1: It wasn't about Dana.
3: It's about the it's about who? The little Rufus? Yeah. Rufus. Was- little- why save him? What's what about Rufus
0: is We can't ask Octavia because she's dead. So I don't yeah. know.
1: What her yeah. saying. Yeah, he play, you want I to know on something else.
0: Yes, you want to know what would be the prequel to this story. Yes. Why Dana like Why is like, her existence so in, you're, in question? You're questioning that was she chosen to go back and redo this because of her life choices? Um so yeah, you you want to you have a, you want a prequel to this story. Absolutely.
2: Because right now it doesn't the whole thing doesn't make sense if you already exist. Why you got to go back to make sure that you exist.
0: For it to be a story. What could be a story.
2: Uh, what, Pope did, Pope. What, was your guys, what was
3: your guy's thoughts on Rufus? He should die. I, I thought at thought- every point he should die. I thought that every point the universe was trying to kill him and he used some type of magic to pull something that can come and save him. And that thing had to suffer for him. I think he needed to die when he was a baby.
1: (laughs) That way nobody had to get
3: raped. That way nobody had to get whipped. That way nobody really would have to get sold for real. Because that man wouldn't have had a family support. He would have had him and his wife and his land. So he could have kept who he had. To that
2: point, Donovan, I have to respectfully disagree. That's fine. Because if Rufus wasn't going to rape them, it wasn't. I think it was the way the culture was the whole entire ethos? I'm not was saying I'm not. I'm going to get raped if it wasn't by Rufus, it was going to be by somebody else. I'm I not think disagreeing. And the story represented that how you can grow up innocent and grow up in that environment and become a monster. That 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 environment creates Margaret's and it creates monsters
3: and it no, creates. but Rufus was a little asshole since he was a kid.
2: Just yeah, like how when he really had his mom... A... Just
3: how, no, just like how he sent his mom away when he didn't want her interrupting Dana reading. He learned that shit. He, just, he knew that shit early. Like, hey, look.
0: But ah. that's too cultural. He was a white boy. Ah. And so culturally, <laughs> he was raised to be a white boy. And for I have a lot more sympathy for Rufus um, hmm. because... I see children all day who are products of their environment who don't necessarily want to be, but they struggle. And you could see the struggle in Rufus. I mean, because he would go between kindness and, you know, and then everybody said, he got a mean streak on him.
3: He's manipulative. um, At his core, he's very manipulative. And yes, he, does he was, it to his... but
0: he—that's the time. You know, you couldn't mm-hmm. be a slave owner without yeah, man. being manipulative. He manipulates his
2: parents though.
3: Like he, mani- he's just like a, one of them kids that just is like, I'm going to pitch y'all against each other or do something. I've seen kids like this. This is like they—they they tend to be super smart, right? Well, no, well Rufus was dumb. Yeah, they, Rufus tend, dumb. they tend to be emotionally <laughs> smart. They tend to be able to read people and how to tick people off and to play with their emotions in a way to get them to do whatever. They want them to do. I've but seen children do this. That n- without from learning his father
0: this. and his mother. Absolutely. He learned, you know, how t- he learned those ways from his father. And he was actually the object of a lot of his father's angst and beating. His dad was brutal to him as well. Facts. And he learned how to use that same type of power, manipulation, and control over people because he watched his dad do it to him and his mother just was looking for a place because that's what she most white women do. did at the time because they were put up on some pedestal because that's mm-hmm. what the culture said was supposed to happen but yet they they pretended like they wanted that but not necessarily it's the same
1: story hey and but so i waiting love Rufus though that was his son. That was yeah. a, it was a hard, hard, different type of love. Yeah, I love
3: you. I love you, but, but he, you stupid as shit. Right.
1: You, like and, that boy. you
3: don't do you, all of this stuff to society you should be doing.
0: But and everybody knew that he was pretty much an F up because mm-hmm. from the time that everything happened, you know, it was always, Oh, what this boy do now. Oh, what this boy do now. Which is also um in other stories. There are so many stories written in television shows of the, the one kid. kid <laughs> I, I, I think
2: I think that reflects on right. how many times they they mess up and how many times they, they get a second chance and a second chance and how patient America is with with the white man and, and allow them to grow up, allow them to make mistakes at cushion.
0: I mean, who was that? The white boy and the sweetness of water. Was that the sweetness of water? I mean, he was just, he was the the son and everybody just, you I, know. I was just thinking more like the boondocks of Mr. Weinser's grand His, he- him yeah. too.
2: Yeah. I yeah. think uh, Rufus takes full advantage of his, like you said, of his power and position. And although throughout the story, he shows his humanity, but he refuses not to be counted. He refuses not to be counted out. And he keeps finding himself using his trump card whenever things don't go his way. So my question is, do you guys think Rufus could experience a normal social life if he didn't have his advantage of whiteness?
3: Well, Maybe I don't think not. Rufus was experiencing a normal social life to begin with, because I think the only people Rufus really had to interact with was the black people, the slaves on the plantation. Rufus had no friend, and the neighbors was, up the streets. Yeah, he did have some.
0: That uh, he didn't play with no neighbors no, up the street. Mm, he only he had them. And and honestly, y'all, if you really look at it, the the time is the time. I say that to everybody when people say, "Well, they should," and that's a horrible person. If you're born into a system, you don't necessarily know what's going on. You you can't. You don't. And I think that Rufus showed all of the humanity that he could, but he also had a desperation for love and companionship and, and acceptance. because he did an acceptance and he tried to get it. And when he was rejected, he took it by force. He was like, I want to be loved. And towards the end of the book, you learn that the reason why Rufus almost died so many times is because he didn't even really care about living himself. He didn't have anything the for part, real and he just when, didn't care about dying. When
2: Rufus was venting venting to Dana about his failed attempts at trying to win Alice's heart um, and then he turned to try to um, steer Dana into helping him convince Alice into being with him. And Dana wasn't moved by his tone and his threats. And he said, you think you're white. Uh, That's the moment that illustrated the power of not giving in mentally and accepting your position as a slave when Dana was there and she was like telling Rufus, no, no, and I'm not going to do it because that made it difficult. That also made it difficult for Rufus to even treat Dana as a slave.
0: Well, but slavery was institution he didn't even have to look at her as a slave the institution of slavery in America was by color so whether she was a slave or not she was still black and being a black woman you don't talk to me like that like what is your problem he kept saying like ma'am do you not get it I mean he was like I won't call you nigger because you don't like to be called nigger but like ma'am do you not understand? You are black. Get in your place. There's no. a yeah, and I'll telling you this because my nigger. dad will beat we, your ass. We don't even and use I'm the, the word trying black. To
3: save you and I like you. We don't use the word black because that's not a thing. You a nigger.
0: But even though I mean, but he said, you know, I'll respect that with you. I mean, but because for him, the concept you is not what, Donalyn, about free right. and slavery. That wasn't a thing back then.
3: No, this is your classification. This is your designation. This is what it means. We all know what it means. You know what it means. This is what it is. This is what you are. No, no, no. It was black. Black black was. No, so you, is, you either, people were considered you a nigger, African. Or you can be a nigger. You can be a Negro. Or it co- wasn't even using colored. Negro, probably nigger. Probably One not. One of the two. I, I don't well, they And it wasn't
2: saying slave words. like this. This is what I do want to point out. Ahead. Allison started off as a, as she was free. She only became a slave when they spared her, and Rufus had had Dana nurse her back to health and then she became a slave
1: uh uh-uh. we Re- we go back again, okay, so Alice is free
2: we- sh- you remember her and her mother Alice is free, yes, yeah, her and her mother was living in that in that cabin, and that Alice cab.
1: is married to a slave, yes. yes,
2: she married a slave, and you remember in the beginning, he got caught at her house and they beat him up, right. And they punched Dana in the face, too? Right. They did
0: not get mm-hmm. caught at her house. What did no,
2: his guy did. In the
0: beginning. Isaac? You remember? Yes, they, they, when, they yes he was there. The he drug him, drug him out, out the house, yes, before yeah. they ran away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so they were coming back to take Alice, and they took Dana.
0: Which is exactly the same thing that Alice. happened to her mother.
3: Hmm. Interesting. So... Have y'all seen so you the TV can, show yet? Anybody
2: can just you anybody, can be free, yeah. and all of a sudden you just become a slave. Oh yeah, yeah because ain't nobody, ain't
3: nobody respecting your rights as a, a person who's not white in this country at all. You're not white, okay? You free? You got papers? Uh, let me see them. And they're That
2: was the artistry in this storytelling on how she didn't have to tell you; you could experience it. Like so, mm-hmm. you you'd notice Allison was Allison Greenwood was a free woman. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, she became a slave. Mm -hmm. To the point. Basically, if somebody come and stay at your house and you're feeding them and you're housing them, then they need to work for you. And essentially, that's kind of like how slavery works.
3: Yeah. I'm
2: just saying.
3: I'm just saying. (laughs) These white people do whatever the fuck they want.
2: No, I ain't talking about these white people nothing. You gonna pay for it one way or the other.
1: You gonna pay for it? Nah, free. can't come living here for free. And i free. Bruh, so, you, the day that so she I was there, look, this ain't free. I
2: hear that you don't really know how to do shit. I hear you're a hard worker, but you don't know how to do shit. This time, Whalen. So, I'm going I mean, to let me how some light
1: Do you know, like, when people get arrested for trespassing, there's fees that go along with that? So, mm-hmm. could you imagine you're homeless and you're getting arrested and you're getting charged $25,000? Mm-hmm.
3: And they say, you can work this off.
1: I'm going to pay
3: you. Fourteen cents an
1: hour. So there's no place for you to just chill. So, Lenny, you, you have a point to a certain degree. Like if you're gonna, if you're gonna abide here, you're gonna have to put some labor in. Wow, that's just, mm-hmm. that's just kind nobody, of. You can't say no, place no free, for free rides. There's yeah. no free rides. You can't say there's no free, no free, free rides. Free. No have y'all seen the show?
3: Rides. Have y'all seen?
2: No, we hadn't seen the show.
3: Oh, y'all need to watch it so y'all can be upset with me. No free rides. Hey, the, show t- is the is the show comparable to the book? And somewhat, you know what, the da- that da- the Dana in the show is a lot more dittier than this one that y'all, you would have the feeling. <laughs> I feel the way Teresa, they do it. And like also, Teresa's sentiments about Listen, Dana. they did. I was like, girl, shut the fuck up. Um, she like, and she and she like the crazy straight. part about it is that this one like is set like in modern times. So they got cell phones and like they going back in time. And the white dude was like, what's going on? Wait a minute this is extra crazy. I'm from California. I am not with this racist craziness. I was like, yeah, but like in the TV show, they're not married. They're just like, they just kind of met. And he was like,
0: look, and Dana.
3: Yeah. Kevin is like, look, my sister's got this gun. You keep going back in time to slavery times. It's crazy back then. Let me give you this (laughs) nine. And she's like, why would I take a gun back in time? That's such a crazy idea. He was like, look, it's slavery girl. What the fuck you talking about? Like, I, definitely don't wanna, I, I don't want to watch that. I'm not going to tell it. you no more about it. I, I, I got to watch, watch it so y'all can
0: be upset
1: with me. <laughs> I,
0: like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Like, I have wasted enough of my life on this. I also
2: like the fact that he bought that pen back and Rufus was like amazed by the pen. One thing yeah. before we get into our next section, I do want to point out this. When I was reading the book, I was thinking about Star Trek and I was thinking about how we talk about how we think about extraterrestrial coming back and looking at us, and they are so advanced. Maybe is they are us, but in the future, like light years ahead of us, Deep and they in coming us. back and they're looking at us like, "Dang, y'all used to live like this? What y'all y'all got this system of capitalism and social all these y'all y'all hmm. religious? What Everybody's so against each other? Yeah, it's keeping y'all from letting technology develop." So I just thought about that. I was like, you know what? Because at one point when she showed back up, right? Well, they just looked at her. She just appeared and just kind of looked at it and went on about it like their business. I was like, man, if somebody just appeared out of there,
1: well,
3: again, you ain't got time for that. Back then, you you, just, you you working on this plantation. You ain't got time to be a, you ain't got time to be amazed. You ain't got time to be shocked. You just got time to make sure you your quota. Otherwise, you are getting them lashes. So it don't matter what happens. It don't matter. Ah. That's how extreme it was, Lennon. Anything can happen. Listen, something could fall out the sky right now. Oh, it's just like how it's like how it's like being Boy. in New York. Is this is how I can walk around New York and somebody can pass out on the fucking subway. Motherfuckers will walk right past that motherfucker like ain't shit happen. That's how it was for them. But like. This is the portion of our podcast.
2: Called Lit Bars. Lit Bars is any literary phrase. Term. Word. Anything that jumped out as you were reading the book. Lit Bars. So I'm going to start with you, Donovan. Lit Bars. This week. Do you have any Lit Bars?
3: You ain't no feel nigga, <laughs> but you still a nigga. <laughs>
2: After several seconds, he stood frozen, towering over me, glaring down as though he meant to hit me. Finally, though, he relaxed, leaned up against the desk. You think you white? He muttered.
3: <laughs> Listen, they said that a lot in this book. Yeah. For anything. Oh, so you think you white? You talk better than most white folks. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, and they hated that shit. Ooh, that was a thing for them. Like, what? Hard. So you think- what, what's your lip bar?
1: <laughs> hey, you two gonna write some books? Are you two gonna write some pornography?
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <that> just-
1: <laughs> what do you say? Chocolate and vanilla porn. <laughs> pornography. <laughs> I tell you, Butler's stupid for putting them kind of characters in this story. Check this out young Rufus. You're supposed to call me master. You want me to call you black? <laughs> <laughs> Come oh. on now. We go both ways. <laughs> Alright. Uh, his father seems like he works in inspiring fear. That's what she was talking about, Tom. Um. Oh, here's one. I've been watching the violence of this time long enough for the screen to have picked up on a few things. This one, Dana and Kevin are talking about slavery and she's saying i know about slavery because i've been watching it on tv um if you're drawn back again what would you do to survive i thought that was a, a very good question that i think that's that's a good question that we can all kind of ponder on right here's a statement list that i thought was interesting it's history it happened whether it offends you or not was that the part
2: it. when kevin was talking to her
1: yeah. No, 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 no. That's, that's she's talking to Rufus.
2: Oh, she was talking to Rufus. Okay. When she Rufus. was telling him that California... Uh,
1: All kinds of stuff that, yeah, that was happening. Yeah, okay. There. California yeah. was a
2: state and it was going to come back. We're going to get it from the Spanish.
1: The Spanish. Check, I, this, check this Check one out. This is when, when the, the women are talking to each other. Do what you want to do. Think what you want to think, but keep it to yourself.
2: I had that one highlighted.
1: Right. And then, but at the same time, I forget who said this. It was one of the brothers, one of the slaves. that was one of, the, one of the brothers. Master Jake, you put your hands on me, you're going to get hurt. <laughs>
0: Nigel
1: said that. <laughs> Nigel said that. <laughs> Master Jake, you put your hands on me, you're going to get hurt. <laughs> I
2: have one more, Harvey. He said, when Rufus was, talk- Rufus was talking to Dana, he said, you could have killed yourself. And she replied, there are worse things than being dead.
3: Yeah.
1: What'd you mean by that?
3: (laughs) Exactly. I like how there's so many different contrasts within time periods. I think I like how Octavia captures that, um, those drastic differences, even like in the parable stories, like how society just like, just shifts. So like. You take even like from the seventies to now, you can't get away with saying y'all gonna make some pornography, you gonna make some porn on your writing. Like what? You got, you uh, got, got work, to fucking go. At, at yeah, you got to go. Like uh-uh.
1: no. Chocolate I think, I think, I think that he was special needs. No, he wasn't. He, he was. He was no. Nah, he, he was, no, he was the Milu. He was regular old bill. <laughs> he
3: he was just what was going on at the time, and it was just, just exactly. get away from here. You know, exactly. and that's, that's in, but just like how they accepted that, like Dana couldn't accept that. Oh yeah. You know, motherfuckers get sold and beat up and yeah, all this Dana stuff. Happened.
2: Had issues. Yeah. I like this one. She said, felt as though I was losing my place here in my own time. Rufus time was sharper, stronger reality. The work was harder. The smells and tastes were stronger. The danger was greater. The pain was worse. Rufus's time demanded things of me that had never been demanded before, and it could easily kill me if I do not meet his demands. That was a stark, powerful reality that the gentle convenience, conveniences and luxuries of this house of now could not touch.
3: I thought that was pretty dope.
1: Sorry. I mean, we always—I mean, I say always—but it's people toyed around with. What would it have been like to be a slave? And if I was a slave, I know I would have did this, and I know I would have did that. And that's essentially what this story is about in 1976. It's a 1976 version of what would it be like to be a slave? I think it was necessary for the time. I think it's necessary for the day. I think it's, it's worth considering. And I think to that bigger question... <laughs> Say it again, Teresa. Is it better to sacrifice yourself? How did you say that? She that was, didn't. Donovan. That was, that was it was Donovan's me. question. How, how, how did you say? It? What was you- it? Is it is it
3: better to sacrifice yourself for the good of others, the so-called, or even like a greater good, or is it better to kind of do horrible things just to make sure that you survive, or make allow allow horrible things to happen so that your survival is ensured? I should say she didn't always do the things directly, right? So we can't say it was her doing, but like she allowed allowed things to happen. And like, like I said, like if if she didn't allow this boy to be born or to survive childhood,
1: there there was times in the story, and this happens in life, where you act on a person's benefit, and that person will be pissed off at you. Why did you act on my benefit? Why did you Lieutenant do this, Lieutenant Dan? How about that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Lieutenant Dan never forgave for us. He should have let me die. <laughs> not
1: to everybody
2: else in my family.
1: <laughs> Lieutenant Dan threw the ice cream
2: up in the portable
1: potty. Well, that's and- how old girl was. I mean, people and, and so I think that's the issue, right? So I think I think when you when you make yourself the self moder I'm always doing for other people, you're not gonna get it right. You know what I'm saying? People people don't always want that help, especially when they didn't ask for it. Um so is it is it cool to watch bad things happen? I don't think that's cool either. Him, but I think I think sometimes just got no control. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think yeah. that first one is definitely not cool. I don't I don't think we have no obligation to do that.
2: It doesn't work anymore because we don't live in large It tribes. didn't work then. Our tribe is our household and what's under
1: our roof. Man, I, I, they I'm don't sorry, even be guys, on the same page.
2: One more lit boy. What <laughs> <laughs> you say Harvey?
1: I said they don't even build the same page. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: Let's get to the part where we rate the book, Harvey. I want to start with you.
1: I'm gonna get this book again. I think I'd tell you Butler is a brilliant writer. This was 1976, one of our earlier pieces. I'm gonna give it. It's hard to. It's hard to do this, but I'm gonna give this book um, seven. Um, it might be an eight. I think I think again it was put together great. I think the uh the story unfolded in a way that I didn't predict, but the overall journey just was was just blah. It didn't didn't take me where I wanted to go and it was it just left a lot to be desired. So
2: All right. I I like that. Uh Donovan?
3: Same. Solid 7. I liked I liked most of the writing for a good part of the story, but there's still lots of unresolved Questions: Why her? Why this ancestor? Why her arm? Why, why this particular progression of time? It was kind of like a Narnia thing going on, right? Like you know, how, like every time you go back to Narnia, is like a whole lot more time passed for them than it for you. So, like, why is all of this? What's her connection? And then even
1: her going back, it's just they like oh, this was some money, man. It seems like somebody jacked ours. It's
3: wow. <laughs> it's. It almost seems like this is probably supposed to have like another part as well, like how we had the parable stories, like how those were like really supposed to be a trilogy, but like we have two stories like it seems like we are supposed to get something else this, and I think she could have done a better job with that. I'm okay with stories having cliffhangers like that's cool, but this just this just had too many um too many holes that's all, yeah and yeah, what happened to her husband for 5 years. Like we ain't never get his story like why he looks so crazy. Why he got the scar on his face like.
0: <sighs> she didn't wrap that up either cuz He was looking out with my VC.
1: <laughs> he did. <laughs> exactly. he, he
0: was, but which was also another contrast that we should have gotten a story for because when They were there together. He was basically like, this is fine. If everybody stays in their place, you know, It's kind of works. You know, we could stay. You know, we we could go west, though. We could watch history. He wanted to stay, him and his wife. And I was like, eh, he's nuts. But then (laughs) after he got left there, now he turns into an abolitionist and he's out on the uh, Underground Railroad and all of that. And they never told us what transpired between him and Tom and Rufus to why he um, had I, to leave?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What was in them letters exactly. Would they, would they work out that whole thing? Yeah, yeah. That's
3: what was going on. Yeah, they said he was I, there for five years, but he looked it was ten years.
1: I thought he was related to them in some kind of way. I no, thought I was, thought I thought that could. she
3: was gonna come
2: back, and Kevin had moved on with another family and found somebody else. Because it has been so much time passed on. And I thought she was gonna to try to like still like try to grab something from the Harriet Tubman plot. You remember when Harriet left, her husband was like, I ain't know when you gonna come back. And she was like, I was gone for a week. And he had moved on. We got another family and stuff. <laughs> well, you know, I that's can't what tell I, time Harry, so you, don't don't go 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 you, know, you then, left. Yeah,
1: what?
2: yeah, but that's well, what I thought it was gonna happen with Kevin. And then I and then I also thought that, you know, I was just trying to Foreshadow, but I also thought that he was going to finally assimilate. You know, give in and assimilate Ooh, to. Kevin. Yeah, I thought he's going to assimilate to the time. But uh, for me, I give this book. what you guys are disappointed with the w- with the final destination and where the book took you. I really enjoyed the journey, and uh, like I said, to me, the book never got dull. It was always something. You know, always, always something. Even the part with Sarah when. She gave that painful story about how her children were sold away. You know, for, I thought about that, that movie Blackfish, when, about the orchid, when when the orchid children got taken away and the orchid was, uh, you know, crying for all that time. And then the orchid finally took revenge. What was the orchid's name in Blackfish? Teresa? I don't know. The orchid from SeaWorld that killed the, the lady? The orca. The orca. That's what I meant to say. The orca from Sea World.
1: The one that had the bent, the bit the bent fin. I can't think of his
0: name or her
2: name. All right, uh, like Haru Killer, whatever the the damn thing. I thought about that for some strange reason, but I really enjoyed. The, I really enjoyed the plot. I really enjoyed the um, uh, the whole journey of the book. So, although in Tillicum. Killer Killer. Telecom. Yeah, telecom. So at although at the end is left to the reader's interpretation, I think that uh you know, I thought the book was cool. Like I said, I thought it was one of the, the, the dopest stories concepts that I've come across so far. I think one of the last books that we didn't do well, didn't didn't read well. What was that? Uh Add- the Adventures, I mean, The Invisible Life of Adeline LaRue. Adeline LaRue. I thought that concept was kind of dope, but this was better for me. So I give it a 10. All that to say, I, I give it a 10. <laughs> oh, wow. That's uh, so Teresa, true. you picked the book. You, rate the, you go last. I
0: did pick the book. I did. And so my rating is going to be six. And uh, I am saying that because I did enjoy the story. But the reason why it doesn't get anything above a six is because the story was very cliche to me. The characters were all characters that I've seen in every plantation that I've ever read about. And uh, the depth of the characters that I could appreciate never got fulfilled. None of them had a full evolution. I mean... We know about Nigel. I mean, we knew his dad. And we talked about Rufus and his humanities. Let's not forget that everybody that were the main characters in this book were kept together by Rufus. Rufus did not want, Nigel was his best friend growing up. And he made sure that Nigel stayed there. He made sure that Nigel had Carrie as his wife. Nigel built his own cabin on the yard. The overseer was not allowed to mess with Nigel. Uh, um, You know, Alice got her own cabin. Um, You know, everybody
3: back then, huh? Yeah, I mean, everybody that
0: Rufus brought with him from his childhood. He took care of in the way that he could inside of the ramifications of everybody else. And inside of the time he did more than what most slave owners did for their slaves were the ones that were right there in his circle. And I, I just, I needed a lot more in this story. For example, even when it was over, and she has this nub of an arm, and she's like, Well, my arm healed. We took a trip. So she and Kevin go to Maryland with Kevin. her arm, and still don't get any answers. I think that I would have been much better. I might have bumped it up to a seven, maybe an eight, if at that point she wrapped it up to where. Anything Dana did made sense because yeah. at the end of this book, it left me feeling like Dana took all those trips, lost an arm, got beat. Um, and she got beat. She got choked out and tried Punch to get in eat, the face. Pu- punched in the face, the kicked teeth. in the face. Yeah, and and then somebody that she was really close to tried to rape her, and at the end she got nothing.
2: I think. I think that's a. A realistic reflection on being black in America: how we go through so much trauma in the past, but then we can't even have all that becomes true. erased.
0: But then we can't even pull it together because that's not, not, not true. Pull it together. Well, well she, that was it. She, she couldn't pull it back together. To, I tried to trace the past. She couldn't pull it together. Nothing was felt able to there be was pulled no together. Existing. We're not talking about her. We're talking about Carrie and Nigel and Margaret. Yeah, there was and no records of them. There were Man. exactly but there were records of the children. It said yeah. that the children got sold. So like it keeps come saying on. There
3: was records of all those people. That's how we knew who was sometimes. What. Sometimes.
0: But we're not talking about sometimes. We're talking about this book. We're right, talking yeah, about right, kindred. I, it. It I try I'm trying to I think say what
2: I'm trying to say is like, sometimes you don't get it's not a a fairy tale ending.
0: We're not asking about a fairy tale ending, just unending. Unending unending not fairy tale we could have found out that everybody died that's still a wrap up it would have been sad but it's a wrap up we still got nothing that's what I'm
2: saying Teresa sometimes you don't Mm -hmm. get what you're
3: looking for sometimes you don't get anything Mm -hmm.
2: yeah
0: And she went back and she got nothing. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about a book. And we're talking about a book that you want to have some type of when you're watching a movie, you don't want it to just go off and it's just like, Well, wait, it's a Wednesday and something was gonna happen on We don't we don't even get to see the dance on Saturday we don't even the whole movie was about getting ready for the prom and the prom is on Saturday and the movie ends on Wednesday. What kind of sense does that make?
2: From a car accident.
0: No, from
1: about, nothing. It's about getting ready.
0: It's about the prom, and on Wednesday, and, and nothing happens just Once on Wednesday. is over. Yeah, everybody says, I love you, and we don't even know what happened. What happened? If the exactly. The prom even happened.
3: They put Ju- Judy Winslow just went upstairs and ain't never came back down. And
1: never came it. back down the steps. She exactly. She went from this one to there. I
3: think you're right, Teresa, because like even if she went back into town and it was like Nigel's seafood market because like my great granddaddy Nigel had survived, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like the richest black man in fucking Maryland. I think I would have felt better if that if that had happened. But she, like you said, she just went back in time, lost her arm, saved a miserable little kid. Maybe a couple of black folks that might have had something going on better in life
0: because yeah, now you're like, now you have to think, what, you know, but there was nothing in the paper. They had the paper about Margaret, and so she knew that she was fine. but then and then the kids that she was there to save, nothing. She has no idea. And that's the people she was related to. <laughs>
3: trash. How about that? Six. We didn't really get into a black family, did we?
0: Because it really wasn't anything but a Bible. She she remembers seeing the names in the Bible, and that's all that it was.
2: Thank you for listening. Remember to click subscribe, give us a five star rating, share with your friends.